Welcome to all of you from your centers. Today is the Friday 18th of January 2019. This is the year 2019, which is 101 years since Venerable Ajahn Chah's birth. Ajahn Chah passed away in 1992. He has passed away for many years now, but the Korwat Patipada the monastic observances and ways of practice, and the goodness of one of the true disciples of the Buddha is still here. His virtue is still here. It is Appamano Sankho, the great virtue of the Sangha is limitless. Even though Ajahn Chah has passed away already, but his parami, his spiritual accomplishment, still leads his disciples the monks and the laity, to have unity and reverence in Ajahn Chah be full in their hearts. When it comes to the time of Ajahn Chah's Memorial Day, all the branch monasteries in Thailand and around the world are determined that they will come and pay their respects to Ajahn Chah and they'll remember all his goodness and show their gratitude towards him. This encompasses all the laity that had received Dhamma from Ajahn Chah directly or those that had learnt from Dhamma books that come from the Dhamma talks of Ajahn Chah that had been recorded. This Dhamma is Amata Dhamma, the Dhamma that leads to the deathless and one gains deep inspiration from this Dhamma. And so when it comes to the Memorial Day, they travel from near and far, in Thailand and around the world, gathering together, and this becomes the power of unity that is hard to find in the present day. This year, there was a faithful laity to the number of 4,000 and 1,000 monks. It is an image that when someone sees, it makes one happy and joyful in the heart seeing each person that has reverence and love and that is recollecting the Dhamma that Ajahn Chah had once taught and instructed. And we can go back even further and recollect the Buddha who had given up and sacrificed everything in every way. He had the courage to renounce his Sakyan clan and was intent to practice he learned with the renowned teachers of that time in the field of samadhi and even undertook austere practices torturing the body. And then the Buddha searched by himself and even sacrificed his life until he attained to becoming the fully enlightened Buddha. He had great determination. This is Appamano Bhutto. The virtue of the Buddha is limitless. And it's not that the Buddha sacrificed just this one life, but he sacrificed countless lifetimes. And who did he do this for? He did this for all the living beings that are going around in samsara, the never-ending cycle of birth and death that is full of pain and suffering. He perfected the ten spiritual paramis, with the determination to lead all living beings out of suffering. We can witness that each and every bodhisattva that determines to attain to becoming a Buddha 
has the great intention to free all living beings from suffering. Whether they have received a certain prediction that they will become a Buddha in the future or not, the virtue of the Buddhas and the Bodhisattvas is limitless. Our Buddha, when he was a Bodhisattva, had received a certain prediction of becoming a Buddha and then he practiced to build his parami, his spiritual perfections, to free us all from suffering. This was so that the Dhamma could arise. It is Appamano Dhammo. The virtue of the Dhamma is limitless. And when there is the Dhamma already, then the Sangha can arise, arising successively until the great teachers, Venerable Ajahn Man and Venerable Ajahn Chah, the great teacher of Wat Nong Pa Pong. In the year 1976, when I ordained, there was only 19 or 20 branch monasteries. Today, there are 400 branch monasteries, the direct ones, the branch of branch monasteries and the branches of them. But it is amazing that how much ever this expands, the monastic and lay disciples still come together once a year and this creates great strength and solidarity. Even though each of the branch monasteries may not practice in exactly the same way, but all of them have the single mind that reveres Ajahn Chah and his ways of practice. For example, this year, though many lay people came, but they all came with peacefulness. They listened to the Dhamma in silence. In the time of Venerable Ajahn Chah, there was about a thousand people coming to listen to Dhamma, and they did so silently. And in the present day, the lay people number to 4,000, but there is still that same silence. Each person comes with the intention to practice and to meditate, to keep the five moral precepts and to eat two meals a day, and even many eating just one meal. And they practice sincerely. The monks lead the sitting and walking meditation they lead the chanting and Dhamma practice, practicing without stopping. And for the monks that come, there is sitting meditation at 1pm in the Uposada Hall, and then there is a talk on the practices of monks and on the Dhamma practice during the times when Ajahn Chah was alive. The senior monks will share what the training was like when Ajahn Chah was still alive. They lead the sitting meditation for one hour and then teach Dhamma for one hour. It's like this each day. This is for the purpose of passing on the monastic observances and ways of practice that they had learnt before to give to the later generation of monks that don't have a chance to practice and learn directly with Ajahn Chah. This is so that they will understand and know the ways of practice and to further pass down these practices to future generations. Because the senior disciples of Ajahn Chah pass away according to their natural bodily conditions and then the next generation try to teach and instruct in their place. This is so that the monks will uphold the right monastic practices and monastic rules and to stay in the boundaries of sila. And then, when they stay within the boundaries of sila, then they can continue to teach how to develop samadhi and their dhamma practice. And when one uses it to practice so that it arises in the mind, 
then one can really contact Ajahn Chah through the Dhamma. From listening to the monastic ways of practice and the Dhamma teachings, they use it to practice until Dhamma arises in their heart. Then they themselves continue to teach others. This is called building relatives, relatives in the Dhamma. In the beginning, they are relatives through material requisites. But this is not one who the great teachers praise. Venerable Ajahn Chah had once said that if I wanted to gain material requisites, then even ten semi-trailers won't be enough to carry it all. But these days, the four requisites that arises in Wat Nongpapong in the period around the 16th of January, this year and each year, is much more than ten semi-trailers. The monks from the branch monasteries bring food and requisites to offer to Wat Nongpapong. There is food given out freely from food stalls by the faithful laity, who have done it every year since Ajahn Chah has passed away. So it isn't just ten semi-trailers, even many tens or even a hundred semi-trailers, and it wouldn't be able to carry it all. The villagers nearby to the monastery and those from far away, they come to take and consume it. The giver is intent to give and the receiver is happy in the mind. See, this here is the disciples following the Dhamma that Ajahn Chah had taught to sacrifice through giving. This all arises from the parami of Ajahn Chah, where the hearts of the monks and the laity that are his disciples that had learned from Ajahn Chah are ready to be givers. This is called a misatana, that is being related through material requisites. But Ajahn Chah didn't want to have this. He wanted us to practice Dhamma, to build the Dhamma relative in the heart. That is, he wanted us to follow his ways of practice. The four material requisites will arise on their own. Ajahn Chah had once established a foundation to offer food to the monks and novices, but later he shut it down. The alms bowl is the foundation of the Buddha that he has given the monks and novices. Ajahn Chah wanted us to practice the monastic observances of which going for alms is a daily observance. If one maintains the monastic observances until they can do them well, then everything will arise by itself. And it really was like he said. Here, may we understand that everything that arises in Wat Nongpapong or in the branch monasteries that one may stay at, whether a little or a lot of prosperity, it comes from the limitless virtues of the Buddha, Dhamma and Sangha. Apamano Bhutto, Apamano Tammo, Apamano Sangho. The virtues of the Buddha, Dhamma, Sangha is limitless. The virtue of Ajahn Chah is limitless. And the Dhamma qualities of metta and compassion from the laity that have spiritual development and that have Dhamma and self-sacrifice in their heart will understand about true benefit and they will have the faith to offer to the monks. I pay homage to all that arises, to the Dhamma that arises and all the requisites that arise in the branches of Wat Nongpapong, especially in Wat Mapchan and the branches of it that all of this comes from the virtue of the Buddha, Dhamma, all the Bodhisattvas, Awelokiteshwara, and the virtue of the Sangha, 
and the metta, compassion of the great venerable teachers that teach the Dhamma. It doesn't arise from our own goodness. If we didn't have a father and mother, if there was no Buddha, Dhamma, Sangha, then there wouldn't be us. All the things that arise can arise because of their virtue. Today, you can see that on the 16th January, all the people practice Dhamma to repay their debt to their great teacher. Many people practice and they have joy and happiness in their heart. But we can think on a deeper level that how does this all happen? It is because we are supported by the shade of the Buddha who was the one who built it all by himself, who had given up everything. It's like he planted a great Bodhi tree of Dhamma and we all come under its support, under this Bodhi tree of Dhamma. We are just one person coming to be supported under this Bodhi tree of the Buddha, Dhamma, Sangha and the Bodhisattvas. So I ask you to reflect a lot on the virtues of the Buddha, Dhamma, Sangha in your hearts. Chant and meditate. This is the Apamano Bhutto Dhammo Sankho, the limitlessness of the Buddha, Dhamma and Sangha in one's heart. Have inspiration in the heart and reflect on their virtue and then determine to practice sitting and walking meditation, determine to maintain sila. Here we will have happiness and prosperity because we know gratitude and repaying that debt. When we come to a place of practice, then come to practice sincerely. I Anumodana with all of you that have come together in Wat Nongpapong or in the many branch monasteries that practice as well, many who conducted pujas and practiced going without sleep. This year, the branch monastery Wat Mapjan did so as well. This comes from reflection of Venerable Ajahn Chah and then wishing to puja Ajahn Chah. Even if one doesn't go to Wat Nongpapong, because we are in Singapore or overseas or have other important duties and we can't come, then we puja and practice at home or in the centres or at the monastery we are staying at. This is recollecting Ajahn Chah's virtue that is excellent. We may then receive peace and happiness in our hearts. May you all have spiritual growth in the heart, holding the Buddha Dhamma Sangha as our highest refuge and having gratitude towards the Buddha and to one of the great disciples of the Buddha, Venerable Ajahn Chah. So on the occasion of this Memorial Day, may any faults through body, speech or mind towards the Buddha Dhamma Sangha, towards Venerable Ajahn Chah, may we ask forgiveness to him, forgiveness from the Buddha, forgiveness from the Dhamma, forgiveness from the Sangha. And may we determine to further our practice. Then, next year, we hope that we have the strength of body and we are determined that we won't let the kilesas, the mental defilements, pull us away and that we'll put time aside to come together for the Memorial Day or if we can't come, then we'll practice somewhere on that day. We practice each year on this day and we don't forget. May you be determined in this way. May you all have long life. May you all have good health and may you all grow 
in blessings.